2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up tonight, we got a lot going on. We got a lot of college football to talk about, and we'll wrap up high school football week number seven. Right now, though, the star of the show is back. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, what's going
1: on? Great to be with you and Nathaniel Finch on a great Saturday night for sports in general football, baseball, soccer, racing, a little bit of everything. Let's start down in Durham where Notre Dame, number 11, the Irish, are halfway to a whitewash of the number 17 Duke Blue Devils. Irish lead it at halftime 10 0, despite Notre Dame only having 67 yards of rushing. In that first half, Audrick estimated nine carries, 20 yards, plus a touchdown score. The Irish were also helped out with two missed field goals by Duke's Todd Polino, 0 for 2 on three pointers. For the Blue Devils, it's 10-0 Irish. Also breakdown, Indiana's loss to Maryland, 44-17 the final there. Purdue put up 44, defeating Illinois, though, 44-19. Ball State fell to Western Michigan, final 42-24. Also tell you all about tomorrow afternoon from Lucas Oil Stadium. It's the Colts and the Rams only for the fourth time since 2013. And in 2013, the Rams... They were still in St. Louis. Also, congratulations to the Indy 11. A 3-0 victory over Detroit City FC puts them in the 2023 USL Championship playoffs. You can bet a very happy Greg Rakestraw is going to call in a little bit later. Irish, Hoosiers, Boilers, a little bit everything with the Colts tonight, too. I'm Brendan King.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. College football, as you heard. Notre Dame up 10-0 at the half from Irish 101. Our good friend, Dr. Lynn Clark. Live report from there. Uh, Lynn, thanks so much for the call. It's kind of a crazy half. You're talking to Brendan there. Irish not moving the ball that much on the ground. Duke not knocking down a couple of field goals. This has been kind of a crazy game to this point. Um... Dr. Clark, we don't have. Sorry about that. Hey, Brendan King, okay. tell me about this Notre Dame game. Oh. Coach, I think we got Dr. Right, Clark Lynn, for so- Yeah, Dr. Clark, I'm glad you're with us. Kind of a crazy half right now, Lynn. Yeah, Duke with a couple
3: of chances to get on the board, but two missed field goals have the Irish on top of the Blue Devils as they just started the third quarter, Notre Dame leading the 17th-ranked Blue Devils 10 to nothing. Notre Dame took a 7 nothing lead on their first possession that was set up on a big key pass reception by tight end Mitchell Evans, and then a fake punt that uh, went for 34 yards by Jeremiah Love, set up a touchdown run by Audric Estime from six yards out, his sixth of the year. Spencer Schrader added a field goal that gave him the 10 points, but he also missed a field goal. But, Bob, a big concern in that mm. first half, seven penalties on the fighting Irish. Mm. As we said mm. last night, it's going to be the play in the second half that's going to determine this winner.
2: So, seven penalties plus an inability right now to get something generated on the ground uh, not, uh, does not bode well. No, but it's the defense that's
3: up, keeping the Irish in this yeah, ball game, And Notre Dame has only limited 43 yards total rushing by Duke. But Sam Hartman, he's got six years of experience. They'll get it going in the second half. But
1: <laughs> this is going to
3: be a shootout. It's going to be a much higher scoring game than that 10 points in the first half. It should be an exciting one here in Durham.
2: I think that called everybody off guard, but I I think you're right. I think both teams, you know, get the halftime break, make a few adjustments. I think you need to strap yourself in and be ready for some fun in the second half.
3: But the big thing is that Notre Dame responded a very good week of practice. They came out ready to play right. football, and you really saw that on the defensive side. And I think just the mental miscues, the penalties just kind of got the Irish rhythm out of sync uh, offensively. But the big plays have been the key in that first half It set up the touchdown. So big keys, uh, special teams, big plays will be a difference in the second half.
2: Notre Dame leading Duke, ten nothing at the half. Dr. Lynn Clark's gonna be with us throughout the night. Lynn, thanks for the call. Have fun. Talk to you after the game. All right, Brendan King, you and me, baby. Welcome back. We're glad glad you, you know, could finally, you know, squeeze us into your heavy <laughs> social calendar and <laughs> hey. frankly i'm jealous that, that you at least have a social calendar <laughs> hey it sounds like hey i'll so. tell
1: you what i'll tell you what i was eavesdropping on your uh pre-show interviews it sounded like you sounded like you had a more social day than i did so good for you
2: you know what i did i did something that uh i haven't done since 1982 uh that's uh, i went to franklin college and it went went to it's homecoming uh, my fiftieth class reunion i I shuddered to say that publicly that it you know I graduated from college fifty years ago uh, so a uh, bunch of my players uh, c- uh, you know texted me, called me, and said i normally at homecoming i I go out I don't play in the golf outing, but a lot of my guys do and I just my meet them after the round and uh, hang out a little bit before the show and so they called and said, hey, "Look." Um, you you know you need to come over. Just come over. There's a special section where we all, where we tailgate, and and, uh, a lot of the football player, former the football players at the time that I was there. Those guys in the basketball, we we were always pretty close. The the football team was they were our biggest fans, and used to make uh make it was impossible to beat us at our place because of the football players. They were so (laughs) out of control, and so um. And I went and, and um, uh, hung out with them, watched a little bit of the game. And the Grizzlies get a W over Bluffton, which is good. We needed one. And then it was um, – uh, they move, we moved uh, the extravaganza to one of the uh, establishments downtown Franklin, and my daughter came down from Indy, and uh, my wife rolls out of that. I go back and pick up Penny, and uh, we go and meet our players. And you got to understand – I was 26 when I started uh, as the head coach at Franklin College, and our our daughter Stephanie was, um, what, um, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. And these guys babysat for Steph, picked her up from school, all of that stuff. And so it was a great, uh, great homecoming for all of us. All right, take a short break. We'll come back, talk some more, whatever, on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Thanks for listening last night, everyone. We appreciate it. It was a you know another busy night. We had 20 phone calls or so. And um, that leads us into next Sunday, a week from tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, on many of these great stations around the state. You can also catch us streaming on uh, the IHSAATV.org network. Greg Rickstraw joins me, the voice of the Indy 11 and the voice of if there is a property out there, so to speak, he's the voice of it from the ISC Sports Network, the Colts Network. Uh, my broadcast partner on IEP, IEP, I guess I'm still your partner, right? Am I still your partner yes. this year? Yeah, that is okay. a lifetime deal. when they change the name with the school, Bob, yes. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna say, I mean, I'm, on, I'm, you, you and I are on committees and all kinds of stuff. We're still, we, uh, and we're friends. That's the, the beauty of it. So, 3 win by the 11, making the playoffs, uh, Celebration! You should be celebrating, not calling me. Cool in the gang is warming up in the background, Bob.
0: Uh, first time we have been a <laughs> playoff team in four years, uh, and, and that is a long stretch in, in our league when more teams make the postseason than don't. Uh, and so, frankly, there are higher aspirations than that. But but to do something in them, you got to first get there, and, and this team has done that. Uh, last three games heading in have been a little a little uh, dicey. But, frankly, this team was so hot for August that it kind of put themselves yeah. in a position to clinch the spot tonight. And uh, a dominant effort against a Detroit City team that, that's a, a little under-talented and, and, frankly, playing their third match in eight days. Sometimes the mm. schedule works in your favor, and that was the case for the N-11 tonight. And credit them for taking advantage of the opportunity.
2: Yeah, but uh, tossing a shutout, you you hope you can get some momentum out of a performance like that and get a boost, obviously, by qualifying. I mean, there are a lot of positives in a game like tonight, not the least of which you you make the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And it's the last home game, too. And so the scenario basically was going to play out where if Indy did not win tonight, if they had won their next game in Tulsa, that also would have guaranteed them a spot. But that's another okay. team that you're battling for a playoff position. Uh and, and a team that's kind of given indie fits. The week after that in the season finale, you are going to the team that won the league championship last year in San Antonio. So this was the obvious night where the schedule is in your favor. You're at home, you're playing in front of nearly ten thousand fans at Michael A. Carroll track and soccer stadium. So this was the perfect scenario. And and now You've got two games to kind of stay in rhythm and stay in tune. Mm -hmm. But if there's anybody that you have to sit for an injury, you can do that, knowing the most important thing is to have your best 11 ready and be on the front foot either October 20th or October the 21st.
2: Do they have an idea who they'll play? So as of now,
0: we are the sixth seed. That is lining up likely to be the Charleston Battery, a team that we have played well against this year. We won at their place 4 nil. Kind right. of in, in, in unique circumstances, they got a red card 30 seconds in. And so Indy played with a man <laughs> advantage for 90 <laughs> minutes. And in the heat and humidity right. of uh, the right. low country of South Carolina in early June, that's a pretty good advantage to have. Yeah. We then played up to right. a 1-1 draw uh, back at our place uh, in, in early July. So as of now, that's what it's looking like. But there is still enough movement possible over the course of the next couple of weeks. Yeah. There is still an outside chance that Indy could somehow get a home match. They would have to win their last two. Both Memphis and Louisville in front of them would have to lose their last two. It's unlikely but possible. The most likely scenario is Charleston is the three seed, India is the six seed, and then he goes back to South Carolina for a second time this year.
2: That's all doable. All doable. That's, uh, that's, not, a, that's not a bad scenario. Not, not at all. 10,000 people. What a great crowd tonight.
0: It was. And obviously, you know, that place can get full, uh, you know, rather quickly and get loud, even when there's right. not that many. But at the same time, you know, for us with the Indy 11, as, as the attractive brand of soccer we hope to play, there is still this factor called the weather. Uh, and when the weather has been so good for the last several weeks and the forecast has been great for Saturday right. night, that right. leaves a lot of butts in seats. And we saw that this evening.
2: Greg Rakestraw, the professional that he is, hears that music, knows knows what's happening. You're with me for another segment, I hope. Of course. Outstanding. We'll come back and talk more with Greg Raikstra on Indiana Sports Talk.
1: I'm Brendan King with this network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. i tell you what, some people in Chicago back home know that song is the Chicago White Sox entrance music. It's now Greg Raikstra's exit music on Indiana Sports Talk. That is going down that way. All right, here's some college football scores. Notre Dame with a field goal up 13-0 on Duke, 9-17 to go third quarter. We talked about the Irish only had 62 62- yards of rushing offense in that first half well they added 30 already in the second half with just a few minutes gone by in the third quarter. Irish on top, 13-0 after taking that loss at the final play last week against Ohio State. The Irish currently are 4-1. and Indiana now 2-3 after losing to Maryland 44-17. Taven Jackson did not have a touchdown pass, had negative 22 rush yards, plus he threw an interception as Indiana again 2-3, 0-2 in the Big Ten. How about Purdue? They blast Illinois 44-19. Hudson Card was really good two touchdown passes 217 yards three different Purdue running backs had touchdown scores Ball State fell to Western Michigan 42-24 although Lane Hatcher the quarterback for Ball State this is not a losing line he was 26 of 37 for 316 yards and three touchdowns he did not throw a pick Yet Ball State lost 42-24. to Big one for the Colts tomorrow at home against the Rams. 1 o'clock, perhaps several offensive linemen out. We'll tell you about that at 10. I'm Brendan King. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw rejoins us. Tonight he had the call of the Indy 11s win to get him in the playoffs. Tomorrow he'll be on the uh, Indianapolis Colts radio network and he's their preseason television uh play-by-play man, the voice of the Colts, Colts and the Rams tomorrow downtown. I'm impressed, Greg, with this Colts team. 2 and 1 there's a lot of good stuff going on defensively they're, they're solid. I know it's a small sample size, but you have to be I think encouraged and quite pleased with what they've done to this point very much so you know, and the question marks you know they have largely
0: answered now they'll keep getting asked and, and the game can always change. but where <laughs> you can get a consistent pass rush yeah he's mm-hmm. had a sack in all three games. Um, you know, Shaquille Leonard. What's his availability? Well, he's played in all three games. He hasn't had to be the superstar. He's been right, solid, right. and that's been good enough. The next big question is the quarterback position. Well, Juju Brant, your second-round pick, we didn't see much of him in the preseason because of injury. Didn't see him in the first couple of weeks of the season. He was stellar last week. And as a whole, this group held Lamar Jackson to 178 yards passing. That's one of the yeah. better quarterbacks in the league. So uh, right. we knew a lot about the front seven. We had questions about the cornerback position as a group, as a whole. You feel good about this Indianapolis Colts defense. Now, DeForest Buckner is a question mark. Didn't practice this week, but he's reached that veteran status where he's a guy you would say, you know what, if you think you could play on Sunday, go do it. Because uh, he can be a right. game changer. He and Grover Stewart are as good of a defensive tackle duo do as we have in the league. Then again, the guy that is the unquestioned best defensive tackle in the league is on the other side tomorrow. In uh, Aaron Donald. So, and I know that Brendan King touched on this in, in the update. You know, no Ryan Kelly, no Bernhard Ryman. That was kind of a late development right. this week. So you got to play a, a rookie left tackle in Blake Freeland and give him his first NFL start tomorrow. That gives you you know cause for concern. Anthony Richardson back is a good thing. So you're right, Bob. The Colts are heading in the right direction. And I do think there is a big difference in the end of the day tomorrow if you're a two and two football team or a three and one football team. If this team can get a third consecutive win, then look out. You know, maybe something special is is possible this season for the Indianapolis Colts.
2: Well, obviously, yeah, that's great. I mean, there's a huge difference uh, between three and one and two and two. It's a great point. It's a really good point. Um, but you just like the, the certain trends that they're on, sure. as we talked about. And now you bring Richardson back and you hope he's able to play at close to 100% and continue his growth and maturation. Uh, I, I think this team could could do some things. I I, really do. I wasn't overly optimistic at the beginning because, um, you know, the factors. And we've talked about the fact that, well, well, you know they underperformed on the offensive line last year to this point things have gone well there so they you know they they're doing they're, they're playing they're playing good football not great football but good football and they should be pleased i think with the progress that they're making especially guys you mentioned uh who, who stepped up big time for them in the last couple of weeks and and that guy namely an offense is zach boss let's
0: face it Zach Moss put up 88 yards rushing in week number two. Right. Put up 122 yards rushing and had overtime. That certainly helped him get there last week. But he has done that largely without having Anthony Richardson in the backfield with him. And so you will now kind of finally get to see kind of the running game the Colts fans had envisioned. And obviously, Jonathan Taylor's not playing yet. He is eligible to play as of next Sunday, whether that happens or not. That'll be a big story after tomorrow's game. But you've got a guy that's proven he can run the football behind this offensive line, and now you bring a a, a dual-threat quarterback to have him play off of tomorrow. Uh, And so that is is the biggest reason I think Colts fans should be smiling heading into tomorrow's 1 o'clock kickoff against the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Rams are beatable. I think that's a. It, it yep. seems to be a serviceable way of looking at it. Uh, and if the Colts go out and play at the level they've been playing, I think they're in great shape. I agree with that. You know, and, and the Rams are, are kind of going through something that we
0: seemingly talked about this more twenty years ago than we have as of late. And and a, and a phrase that we used back then was the salary cap window. You know, you're going to mm. have a, a two or three year stretch where you'd be really good, right. but at some point you have to pay the piper, and you couldn't afford to pay everybody. Uh, the Rams seemingly have, have kind of hit that last year. They've got some young talent. They clearly have some still-talented players. Matthew Stafford's deck of a quarterback, potential Hall of Famer. Aaron Donald is a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Cooper Cup can really play. He's been battling through some yeah. injuries. They think they've got something special. in Cooper, in, uh, in whose brother was in camp with the Colts last year, and Samson, uh, very talented young wide receiver, you said it well, they're beatable. Now, for as good as the Colts have been the last couple of weeks, this is still not to a point where there's any Sunday that you just say that's a guaranteed win for the Indianapolis Colts. This team is still too young for that. But a lot right. of teams on their schedule are gettable, and this is one of those games tomorrow where if the Colts do what they have done the last couple of weeks, I think they're in good shape uh, against a Rams team that is, is somewhat in transition.
2: Greg Rickshaw, join us. We're talking about the Colts and the Rams tomorrow, one o'clock at Lucas Oil. You know, Greg, injuries, as we all know, is a part of life in the NFL, and so they've been. They, with the exception of Taylor and his status and what have you, and uh, they've been able to handle the injuries. We both know, we all know, quite frankly, that you know you, everyone's a, a game away from having uh, serious issues injury wise. But I, I think the depth of this group right now is something they have to be pleased with.
0: Absolutely, you know what what Moss has shown has been great. Um, EJ Speed apparently is on the Zaire Franklin plan of four years as a special teamer, <laughs> you finally get your chance and, and, and you're right. making plays. And and you know, the Colts have been have been so good and frankly so deep at linebacker the last three or four years and clearly that continues now. That's letting Bobby O'Karake walk and, and go play for the New York Giants uh this off season. But they've had some young guys that have stepped up. Still want to see maybe a, a little more at the wide receiver position. You know, Pittman's been great. Downs was really good last week. You know, let's see if some of the other guys can kinda Contribute there as well, but um, there. Simply put, there is a lot of reason for optimism for the Indianapolis right. Colts, and that has been largely in short supply uh, the last couple of seasons.
2: I couldn't have put it better. All right, Greg Rigsby, thanks for making my weekend. Uh, enjoy <laughs> yourself tomorrow. I know you will. I'll be poolside. Uh, I'll, I'll have you up on my on my app, listening to the game, catching the post game. So thanks. Have a great night, and thanks so much for doing this. See you, buddy. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk.